Dr. Spall, firstly, could you tell us about the key focus area of this report? So the focus of this report was to figure out, uh, it's, a, it's part of two reports, and the, the first report was focusing on reading in the foundation phase, and the second one was focusing on what we call the blinding constraints to improve education for the poor. So that's not focusing on grade one to three only, but the whole education system. And what we found uh, was that irrespective of if you look at the whole education system or if you only look at grades one to three, the major constraint that prevents improvement is the fact that most children are not learning to read in the first three years of schooling. And what were some of the reasons for that? So <clears throat> there's uh, the, the type of teaching that happens in foundation phase classroom. Um, many foundation phase teachers don't know how to teach reading. They don't know how children learn how to read. Uh, the types of pedagogy or teaching that they employ, lots of chorusing, no individual instruction, um, sort of collective instruction where everyone does the same thing. So even if only one or two children in the class can read, everyone else will chorus together. Uh, and the teacher thinks that everyone can read. Meanwhile, only two students in the class can read. Um, so I think pedagogy is one thing. Uh, we also identified class size. Um, where it's not saying that if you have 35 or 40 students in the class that this becomes totally unreasonable. But if you have 66-year-olds in the class, it is extremely difficult to teach reading. Uh, And we do have classes like that in South Africa. Well, some people like myself would say we were 52 learners in grade one and that average didn't increase much as we were moving through the ranks, yet we could read. So what are teachers now doing differently from what teachers were doing then? Yeah. So remember, when we say that uh, we can read, um, what we mean is that children at the end of grade three need to be able to read not just at the most basic level. So in other words, uh, be able to locate and retrieve an explicitly stated detail, for example. So that was the 29% that you mentioned that are just totally illiterate. And that's been the same, um, you know, for a long time. Um, And I, I mean, the fact that you learned to read in your class of 52 learners um, I don't think that that was the same for the whole country. Um, definitely not. I mean, we have evidence to suggest that that's not the case. But the curriculum at the moment requires that students can read for meaning by the end of grade three because the first three years of a learning to read phase and from grade four onwards, it's the reading to learn phase. So if they haven't acquired the skill of reading, they basically can never properly engage with the curriculum. Mm. Uh, so they're not up to scratch, even in their home language, even in an African language, uh, because 70% of students are learning in an African language for the first three years before they switch to English in grade four or they transition to English in grade four. So the fact that they're not literate in their home language, which is what our study looked at here, the 58% of students cannot read for meaning in their home language at the end of grade three. Now, can you imagine what's happening in grade four when they switch to English? Um, you know, there's a huge, huge backlog here. Isn't it recommended, though, that children be instructed um, for as long as possible in their vernacular? Yes. So they, and this is why we have the transition model and why students learn in their mother tongue for the first two years. And one of the studies that was done for our research project by um, Stephen Taylor and uh, Marissa von Funtel found that if students spent longer, in other words, this was in the foundation phase, grade one to three, if they spend longer in their mother tongue, in an African language, uh, before they transitioned to English, they had better English outcomes once they had transitioned. But this was in grades one to three. 
Whereas at the moment, we have a move in some schools to go for what's called straight for English. In other words, English from day one. Mm. Um, and this is trying to often model what's happening in a Model C class. Uh, you know, in wealthy schools, which often use English as a language of instruction from day one, but that's, that's not possible to do that if you're in a rural area or if you don't have a teacher that's proficient in English, for example. And if we're talking about children, 30% of them being illiterate, how do we turn that around? So the, the report makes a number of recommendations. The main recommendation that, that runs through both reports is that the department needs to pick as its main goal, this is the Department of Basic Education, that all children need to read fluently and with comprehension by the end of grade three or age nine or ten. Um, this needs to be the unifying goal of the entire department, and we shouldn't be focusing on matric, which is where everyone's attention is. Every January and February, we spend all, all this time talking about matric. Meanwhile, the real root causes of the problem uh, are found in the foundation phase, and unless the department prioritizes reading, um, we're not going to solve this problem. And this is also not the first time that we've had the conversation to say mm. that reading is the number one issue. I mean, Naledi Pandor already yep. in 2006 set the national reading strategy. Uh, there was the Foundation for Learning campaign. There was the GPLMS, the LitNum study. We go through all of the different policies that have been done. Um, and I think what needs to change is that there needs to be the full backing, political backing and backing of the department, that this is the goal that we're going to stick with until it's solved. Because if it's not solved, if we're having the same conversation in 2026, where we say half of children are not, are not learning to read, and we might have in the meantime had a, a maths and science strategy, a metric strategy, a mm. three-scheme school strategy. The fact is, in the 21st century, as in the 20th century, if children cannot read fluently and with comprehension, they cannot engage with the curriculum and they're not prepared for life or the world's work. I think you're spot on, Dr. Spall, but when it comes to the teaching um, uh, teaching children to read, um, teaching them numeracy in those early years. Do you think our teachers are up to the task? Definitely not. Uh, so all of the evidence suggests that teachers do not know how to teach reading. They're teaching reading in unsystematic ways. There's a lot of research, both local research, but particularly international research, that shows exactly how children attain the skill of reading and what are the different levels that they go through when they need to be able to just decode the words, they need to be able to get phonemic awareness, they need to have the vocabulary, have the comprehension, read with fluency, etc. There are five major components of reading, and yet teachers, most of our teachers, do not know what those are or how to teach them. And I think one of the biggest travesties that we have is, do you know that we do not have a course in South Africa? No university, not UNISA, none of these uh, universities offer a course, say a one-year course, mm. to teach foundation-faced teachers how to teach reading. So what we did was we, we gathered a, a group of literacy experts from four universities and asked them to write up a 30-page concept note in terms of what would a course like that look like, what would the contents of it be. And we've now published that on our website as well uh, and hope that a funder decides to pick this and run with it to make sure that all foundation-faced teachers do actually know how to teach reading. Uh, because if you don't know how to teach reading, what are you meant to do? Exactly. You can't just teach yourself the skill. You need to be able to go and get a capacity-building program that's of extremely high quality um, so that you can acquire that skill and teach your, teach your learner. So let me just throw this one at you on our Twitter feed. It says, Sakina, a change in curriculum brought, about all, uh, brought all of this about over the years. Teachers first failed to adapt, and then OBE and now ANA gives them headaches. Um, so, Sakina, the, the thing is we've actually had four curriculums 
uh, OBE just being one of them. There was OBE, there was the uh, National Curriculum Statement, the Revised National Curriculum Statement, and now CAPS. And if we put OBE aside, because we, that, that's uh, sort of more than 10 years in the past, all of the past three curriculums, yes, there were some differences in them, and there was what we call curriculum fatigue, as teachers need to start adapting uh, to coming each, every five years there's a new curriculum. But note that in every single one of those curriculums, reading was a core skill that was taught in the foundation phase. It's not as if in the revised national curriculum statement we said reading wasn't important and then in CAPS we said it was. Mm. Reading has always been important and changing the focus didn't change the fact that we expected all children to learn to read in the first three years. And also on the note of Anna, Anna's were one of the most important interventions that we had in the system because it actually told us whether or not students were learning in the primary school. Whereas before that, we only had the matric exam. We had no information what children were learning uh, in the primary school phase. And now we don't have the Anna's, largely because of the, the union objections. And then just finally, uh, could you please tell people where they can get hold of the report? Yes, sure. So it's on our website, uh, recep.fun.ac.za, and I'll spell that out for you. It's R-E-S-E-P dot sun dot A-C dot Z-A. And it's also all on my Twitter feed, which is just at McSpaul, N-I-C-S-P-A-U-L-L. And all the links to both of the reports and all of the policy briefs are there.